Welcome, welcome to our NFC South preview brought to you by the IBN Network. It's been a long time, but I finally got my favorite podcast guest, my brother, Corey Carlson. Don't tell me to give me some flowers and some respect. Well, you know, you're a busy man. You're a busy man. I didn't want to... Want to take up your time? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see what time. I don't want to hear these bad basketball takes that you got. Nobody want to hear that stuff. <laughs> no, there's a lot of bad basketball takes coming around. It's not for me. No, no, they're not. They're they're more annoying, maybe annoyingly true. But yeah, there's a lot of really bad basketball takes. But before but we I feel get like into that's, a, that's become basketball culture, unfortunately, is like bad takes. It's become like increasingly popular. That's why I'm like having a newfound appreciation for football, actually. Because they're separate. Yeah, it's true. Like, people aren't as reactionary, amazingly so, in, in football as they are in basketball, which is scary because people are pretty reactionary for football. But there's always a chorus in football that says, hey, 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 let's slow down. You know, <laughs> that's not there in basketball enough. Nope. So I'm, I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> so before – before we get into the NFC South, oh, perfect. You, you owe. You yelled at me. You don't owe Ben Rosberger an apology. You yelled at me. You screamed at me about Antonio Brown. And look at this man. I told you. Now I can't predict helmets and things like that. But I told you what this man was not stable. He was my favorite yeah, player, but, but, man. So I and think, I saw I what was happening to him. The, the deterioration no, think, of his mind. No, 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 no. You confusing what I said. I don't think you ever heard me say Antonio Brown's not a problem. I think you heard me say I'm tired of people only blaming Antonio Brown and absolving the so-called leader of all blame. Please tell me when you see any, any quarterback acting the way Ben Roethlisberger has acted with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Much I like the top five quarterback or franchise quarterback. When have you ever seen someone go, you know what? I'm tired of him complaining. I should have thrown it to this receiver every time in <laughs> retrospect. When have you honest. ever heard that? Honest. Honest? Talking about retrospect? Honest. Considering what this man was up against, it's a blessing that it took this long for him to go off and lose it. Like, your analogy about crazy chick, he held it down with Antonio a long time. That That man didn't just start acting crazy. Yeah, but the thing is, my analogy with crazy girls, and, and unfortunately in my lifetime I dealt with a few, if you got a crazy girl, you deal with that and behind closed doors and you don't poke the bear. You just deal with the repercussions of that. You do not go in public and antagonize that person and make them feel as though they're a, a bear protecting their cub. And that's what Ben Roethlisberger did to Antonio Brown, and that's when it all blew up. The only thing you heard bad about Antonio Brown before Ben started talking badly about him public, was a Facebook Live. <laughs> Honest. When, when, when that man's kids are looking for, for Ben Roethlisberger, for the people that didn't know on HBO Hard Knocks, Antonio Brown's kids were looking for Roethlisberger. Where's Roethlisberger? When that man's kids are looking for that man, I know who's at fault for this thing, man. This man's kids were looking for Big Ben. I'm <laughs> I'm going to be honest. We got a compartmentalized bad teammate and, and bad father. That's not the same thing. He just ain't seen them since the last time he got traded. <laughs> he's a bad teammate. No. That's how you know you messed up. Your kids know. 
The kid's like, Daddy, what is dude? What is little dude throwing you the ball? We used to Big Ben. Look, What's man. going on? Look, What's man, that? I, I, I know some people that dealt with uh, Antonio Brown before. He don't know his kids, so I'm gonna just keep it that. I'm gonna keep it that. <laughs> one of those kids was uh, one of those kids was a pleaser. He said, "What's his name, Daddy? <laughs> Derek? <laughs> Carr? Darren Carr? David Carr? What did yeah. he say?" The worst, the worst part is he thought it was endearing. He didn't even go. You know they got final cut access. He didn't even go and say, "Yo, you know what? Take this out." He thought right. that was endearing. He was worried about the helmet. I, I've never seen you know, anybody this. I never seen anybody this concerned with a piece of equipment. Well, I, honestly, let's be honest. Like, there's multiple things about this. If we're gonna be honest, this is 2019 slash 20. Like, just wearing this ugly head. How many of us think he's actually gonna miss a game? Of course not. But the fact that he would say it so and do we, all so, this. Uh, but, 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 but so what we really talking about? Because his foot really is an issue. We saw his foot. We can't sit here and act like if the helmet was an issue, he would be out there playing. He, well, I so mean, $30 million really dollars a lot. About? I think he might really think no, 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 that no, no, he's no, not going to do his it. Foot, but look, no, I don't think that. I think that he is a, a ridiculous and saw that he could get away with whatever he wants from the Pittsburgh situation. And it's like, I'm going to use my leverage for this. Let's see what I can do. But do we really think he's missing the game? And do we really think if he's healthy, he wouldn't be practicing? Everything we know about Antonio Brown, everything that any teammate has ever said is like he works harder than anybody else. I think it's a combination of the fact he can't run on his feet, even in hard knocks. They're like, you got to slow down. You got to slow down. You got to slow down. Do you think he just realized that someone was an issue in the film where they're like, you can't run this hard? Well, they, they well, say he's a but Exactly. So when you see the film on Hard Knocks where he's running his ass off and, like, trying really hard and practicing hard, going 100%, and trainers telling him that he has to slow down, do you think that's, like, you – obviously he knows about his helmet then. I think it's a result of him being like, I can't practice anyway. Let me flex my muscle. And right. I think there's some some telephone going on. And the big deal that people are making it as a story in 2020 probably isn't as big a deal as they feel in the locker room. They probably aren't sitting there going, you know what, this should be at the front of our mind. Antonio Brown's not going to be here for week one. You think John Gruden thinks that Antonio Brown's not playing week one? No, he said he said he played with no helmet, John Gruden. But, but the question is, how many more of these episodes are we going to have this season? Because we we're at two right now because we had the foot thing. 20. But, but honestly, but honestly, if he's Antonio Brown, do I really care? And the Antonio Brown, you're going to get with Derek Carr, sorry, tail throwing in the ball, you might care because that ain't going to work well, they, either. In the words of Drake, you know what it was when we signed up. I don't know why you traded for him in a four-win team. That should be the kind of guy that's put you what on the top. It, it, it shouldn't matter. You should win 12 games when you sign him. And you're going for the Super Bowl, so you just overlook it. But this, like T.O. and the Eagles. But, yeah, it's that's not, not going to be pretty. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. What are we doing? Who, who, who signed off on this? We we know he come in here, and he going to put up 1,500 yards and get 115 catches. You asking him to rally the troops? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you brought him here for, to be a leader? Mentor a lot of prayer for Derek Carr. Derek Carr's going to need a lot of prayer. 
a lot of supplication. I don't know how this man, this man, no, Derek Carney just, no, all, all Derek Carney do is throw that man the ball, and he'll be his best right. friend. Between Gruden and him, though, they had to deal with both of them dudes. No, man, that's not. But Gruden you can't take me. Gruden loves Antonio Brown. I know. From but all the cows, he because he got tired of Keyshawn. I mean, he's. He's still holding him down. He never loved Keyshawn. He's still speaking this man's praises. He's still protecting him. I That's think true. it's different than people think. And true. this is also what upsets me about people when they try to call Beckham Jr. a diva. And I want people to understand the difference. And so why that's upset having Eli Manning as the quarterback and losing and <laughs> what a diva is. <laughs> Eli is bad. Like, how could you not complain about Eli? He's, he's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. If you're in your prime, that's not who you. I mean, all he did was ask the man to throw the ball deep. Like he wasn't asking for. <laughs> that's not the. That's not the worst thing to say. He's like, well, we don't really do that in that off this offense. I do what they let me do. Hey, every time I get a, a, a eighty yard pass, it's because I take a slant ninety yards. He didn't lie. If they no lie. Four three speed. Can you move in the subject a little bit? Can you explain to me why Dak Prescott uh, turned down $30 million? That's got to be a lie. Did you hear about that? Can you explain to me why he wouldn't? Because <laughs> he is lucky to get a $30 million deal a year? Like, what, see, what, what if, does he want? Honestly, so you're telling me if the NFL didn't have these dumb franchise tag and Dak Prescott was on the over market, he wouldn't get 30 a year? I don't know who would pay that. I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I didn't feel like the league thinks that. I mean, I think you're Dak. wrong. I think, I think if Dak Prescott was Dak Prescott was on the open market, he would be. And one, please stop believing Jerry propaganda. I saw you post that BS about how they had offered Zeke, Dak, and Amari all <laughs> top five top contracts. Five. Top five. It's the NFL. What is thirty million a year? How much is guaranteed? You know who got a top five per year annual contract at their position, and everyone said, I can't believe how stupid that team is. You want me to tell you who? Colin Kaepernick. When the first numbers came out, <laughs> everyone reacted and that said how dumb the 49 No, well, everyone thought that. And then when we saw the guaranteed money, everyone talked about immediately the entire mindset shifted to how pro 49ers it was, and they couldn't believe how Kaepernick signed it. So I can't listen to annual numbers. It's irrelevant in the NFL. Let me see the actual contract. Did honestly, he get a $100 million guarantee? Honestly, I know. Because why, why would Dak's uh, people release this? Because it makes it look bad. This Jerry's people released this. Steven released this. Of course. And it's like is somehow it's thirty million for like two years or something, and that's the whole guarantee. It's a trick to it because Carson Wentz's contract is actually pretty eagle friendly. Exactly. So yeah, I, I know it's a trick, but it, it looks bad. They're trying to pressure him and taking that twenty five million dollars is what they're trying to do, or they just giving him thirty million for three years and then they can like have an option to renew or something like Carson's. It's some trickery going, but. It looks real bad for the Cowboys, and it looks bad on Dak. It looks like it looks, Dak looks greedy. Dak, lucky he's a good dude, because you know they leak stuff in, in, initially, immediately. You saw the stuff come out about Zeke's accident, how they was covering it up. The second he held out, you know. And we all know about what happened. We know how it go, man. 
He's lucky a good dude, man. <laughs> All right, let's get to the reason why we are here. We have the NMC South, and the way we're going to do this, I like this format. I stole it from the Bleacher Report podcast because I had Joe HG, and we were breaking it down, and most of my listeners, I hate to say it, they aren't as in-depth about football as Joe HG and I, and definitely my brother and I, so we're going to kind of give more of an overview, see how that works. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through every team in the NFC South. We're going to give you a break. We're going to introduce the team, give you a breakout star, tell you what our ceiling for that team is, what our floor, and then a prediction. So let's go Let's go in alphabetical order, and let's start with your favorite team in the division. I'm saying that with air quotes. The Atlanta Falcons. Last year, the Falcons killed by energy, injuries. rather. Deion Jones, one of my favorite players in the league. Keanu Neal got hurt. Deion Jones got hurt. The team was on its last leg, especially defensively. His weaknesses got uh, exposed. They went seven and nine. But everybody's coming back, and they fired your favorite coach, Mr. Alcoholics Anonymous himself, Steve Sarkeesian. Can we – all right. I would like for us to stop making excuses for teams and start telling the truth. Because I've sat here and listened and, and hear people say, oh, injuries, yada, 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 they got so injured. No, the problem is twofold. That offense stopped doing what they're supposed to do. When they went to the Super Bowl, guess what happened? They were running the football. They guess had what when they put the <laughs> Yeah, they were running the football. Guess what happened when they put the drunk in? They stopped running the football yeah. and started throwing it every play. The same thing Nick Saban took his play card for. He drunk <laughs> and he started playing Madden. And they don't realize Freeman that he's not that dude. But they had Coleman. But I mean, you did, but you have Coleman. Who cares? They're the same back. Like, when it comes to, like, what you need to do to run the football or get them involved in the passing game. So, like, let's be honest. They signed a dude that got fired for being a drunk who wasn't an offensive coordinator, who was a special assistant, who got fired for being a special assistant because he was drunk and couldn't even take over for Lane Kiffin. And then they start throwing the ball every play and wonder why Matty Ice couldn't carry a team. We know the answer to that. So uh, we can start with my favorite team. Where would you like to start? You want me to give you the intro of the team? The, the Falcons are a top five talented team with people that are frauds. People think Matty Ice is a top five quarterback. Matty type or Matty top order is not a top five quarterback. He wilts under pressure. People think Julio Jones is the best receiver in football. That's inaccurate. He also is a fraud. He is not the best receiver in football, despite his physical attributes. He what do you rank? Good. What do you rank him? Julio? Yeah. If I, I was can. picking receivers, if I was picking receivers to start a team with, Julio would be fourth. I would take Odell Beckham Jr. first. I would take Hopkins second. And I would take Antonio Brown third. Right now, if I had to choose. I might I might take Brown second, but those are my top three. Julio looks like he should be one, but he's not. Like he's just there not. Julio he, disappears. There there's stretches of the season where Julio disappears, whether that be injury or whatever. But there are stretches of the season where he disappears, and then he'll have a 300 yard game, 200 yard game, or whatever, and have this really big blur. But consistently week in week out, and then folks, that doesn't mean I'm saying Julio's bad. But out of 16 weeks, he'll have 
four, five, six bad weeks and like how many ever twelve, ten great weeks. I mean he has he has a lot of Randy qualities. Like he's Randy Moss in my opinion. Like what he does, no one does as good as him, but if I gotta choose him at a ten where he can take a slant to the yard or get over anybody or choose Hopkins who runs the full route tree and can do some of the exact same th- things he do, just a slightly less explosive. Give me Hopkins every day of the week. All right. So for me, my breakout star, I got two defensive ends or two defensive linemen. I have Justin Zimmer, which I dug deep for that guy. He made the team last year, but he never ended up playing. He might make the team. He may not make it, but a lot of people like him. Got a little buzz in training camp. And Steven Means is a defensive end. And he's promising as a pass rusher. Who are your breakout star potentially? Breakout star? Well, you, you could do one or how many of them? Am I allowed to ask a question? Go ahead. I know you're trying to like you know show your knowledge and stuff, but you just tell me a breakout star might not make the team. <laughs> <laughs> That's how tenuous the career can be. It's a game of inches, man. If this dude make the team, you might hear about him. <laughs> If he doesn't make the team, <laughs> this is a reach. I'm not going to lie. But last year, he I did some reading, did some research. I liked him. The coaches liked him. He might get cut, <laughs> or he might end up. If somebody gets hurt, this is Kurt Warner, man. This is, this is a defensive end, Kurt Warner. Word, 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 word. You know everyone, not that dude from the Browns who homeless and get the return yeah. kick. He's going to get cut, too. I hope everybody not the most very Every team doesn't have a breakout star, but, you know. All right. I'm going to give you some advice from some people who actually might make some sort of, like, all-pro team or Pro Bowl, or you can use in fantasy. So I'm going to keep this a little bit people-friendly, not people that are going to get cut. Um, (laughs) My first (laughs) person for them is Calvin Ridley. The My breakout star is for a receiver with a high pedigree, who is usually about opportunity. So there's opportunity for Calvin Ridley. He is a breakout star because he is going to receive more opportunity. Julio's been complaining. Calvin Ridley showed more progress the longer he gets. And there's a habitual thing about receivers who are in their first year producing more in their second year when they have a high pedigree. So look out for a lot of Calvin Ridley. Um, as another sleep. Don't you think he'll – don't you think he'll overtake Sanu as a second option? Yeah, so I, I think they do very different things. I think they'll move Sanu to the slot um, as he gets older. Sanu will take more of the in-ground work, and I think you'll see more explosive plays from Calvin Ridley this year as opposed to the route tree he was running last year where he was in and out of the lineup. I think he'll probably take 75 80% of the snaps instead of 55 60 that he took last year. But I also love, 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 and I love this dude coming out of college, and I think this is year. You'll see a lot of the same things from corner that you'll see from um, receivers um, if they're not elite, and that's Oliver. Um, I loved him coming out of college, and I think that there is a huge opening. He's a big, big corner. Big corners are more, and I think they want to run the cover three. You got Dan Quinn. You got his system. Um, I think you'll see big things from Oliver this year at the cornerback position. I think he fits exactly what Dan Quinn's trying to do. And Dan Quinn does, uh, for those who – I know we have some Falcon fans on the page. Dan Quinn will be taking over defensive play calling this year. And their defense coordinator – yeah, defense coordinator is Dan Quinn. Just straight up, he's taking over defensive play calling. All right, so for me, well, I'll ask you. What do you think the ceiling for the Falcons is? I mean, 
the ceiling for the Falcons is always a ceiling. Like I said, they're one of the most talented teams in the league. They can go 12 and 4 easily. There's no reason they can't go 12 and 4. If everyone's healthy, everything's clicking, they're calling good plays, they're running the football, like that's a 12 and 4 team for sure. They're in a hard division, I'll give them that, but 12 and 4 is probably their ceiling, I would say. Yeah, they're well. They're, they're one of the best built teams, I feel like. As far as overall, they're well built. They did a good job. They do a good job developing their players. They do a good job of drafting players for the system. They get Deion Jones back. They get Keanu, Keanu Reeves, get Keanu Neal back. Yeah, I think 11 and 5, 12, 4. Their schedule is tough. Let me just hit some of the tough parts of their schedule and we can get to the floor, too. I agree with you, 11, 5, 12, 4. But they go at Minnesota, at Indianapolis, Sorry. at Houston, at San Francisco. Not not that, and that's you know you got to go to you got to go to New Orleans as part of the division. You got to go to Carolina as part of the division. It's not an easy schedule that they got going on. Yeah, it's tough. And I was about to say they're in NFC South, so that would take my ceiling down from twelve and four to realistic a ten and six just because of their conference. Um, but really good play, really good quarterbacks went on the road, and I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> Uh, at least, at least New Orleans is outdoors when he has to go. I mean, indoors when he has to go there. So my floor for them would be about what they were last year, seven and nine. But I'd, I'd say eight and eight. My floor. Everything craps out. You get injuries. You don't get consistency. Eight and eight. I think it would have to be injuries because they're too talented not to win ten games to me. If things go average, but I think the ceiling, like you said, is eleven and five. So I, I would say ceiling eleven and five. Floor eight and eight. Yeah, floor? I would go. I would go. Yeah, I would go twelve and four, and then eight and eight. Um, I think they're. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say nine and seven, ten and sixteen. Um, because Matty Tapwater is Matty Tapwater, he can give you two games where you go, "What the hell?" Um, so you got to account for that, and I don't think people account for that when they look at the roster. And overall predictions, I would say ten and six. You make the wild card, and you maybe you win the first round. You lose the second round. Win the like you you know early exit, or you get to the second divisional round. That would be I, I'd say divisional round, but ten and six for me. Um, I think they're a borderline playoff team. If I had to guess, um, I don't want to be a spoiler, but I would say nine and seven, ten and six, and they're not winning the division, and they're a borderline playoff team. All right, let's get to. Our next team in alphabetical order are the Carolina Panthers. Last year, Carolina Panthers started six and two. They ended one and seven. Cam Newton got hurt. They finished seven and nine. They lost Ryan Khalil, who said he retired, but ended up coming back. Thomas Davis is gone. Julius Peppers retired, but they do have white Jesus Christian McCaffrey. What's your take on the Carolina Panthers as a yeah, general don't, Can you not lead the segment in like that? They have white Jesus. But they do. They don't have black Jesus. They, they have white can Jesus. You, can, can, can you tell me what corresponded with them starting to lose? Well, I mean, if you're starting quarterback, I mean, Cam couldn't throw him screen passes anymore. I mean, Cam is a threat. No, 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 no. He, he started getting more touches. And Cam oh. start being stopped being able to throw the Cam stopped being the focus of the offense, so Cam stopped running and start letting him get the ball every play, and then they start losing. It's very simple, and so. I mean, I didn't um, say he was better than Cam Newton. <laughs> I mean, they need well, a Well, you just said you just said you just said that they had white Jesus, 
So you okay, let off the other bad stuff about Cam well, that, not Jesus. being as good, them everyone retiring, and then but they have white Jesus like he was the most. Well, black Jesus, no, I heard. No, 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 no. They looked really good when Cam and Norv were on the same page. Cam messed up his shoulder. They were like winning games. They were like eight and two or whatever they was. Cam's shoulder got messed up, and they went downhill. I would assume Cam's shoulder's better. Him and Norv are gonna be good. So they're gonna be good. I do. Well, think the news I heard coming out of training camp. The news I heard coming out of training camp is that Cam talking about he can't make the same throws and can't throw the ball as much as he used to with the same zip. So I highlighted the positive because I don't think Cam and talking about him taking less hits. So that's two. What is that? Two shoulder surgeries in three years on his throwing shoulder. I highlighted what the fantasy implications for people because that's about all you can get out of this team. All right, well, I hope Cam is not throwing the same throws he's been making for the same two years because he does have no anticipation and wait till he sees people open and throws it, and you can't play quarterbacks that way. So I hope <laughs> that something has changed and he starts relying on his head instead of his mind. I like the Panthers this year. They're a sleeper team. I got the Panthers winning this division. That's what I got. Wow. Um, I like them. Wow. I like their team. I like their defense. I like Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. I think they I think Cam healthy and Christian McCaffrey brings a complete different dynamic. I actually think their receivers are really underrated, first and foremost. Um so I like what they're doing, honestly. I, I like Carolina. I think they were really good before an injury to the most important person. I would say he's one of the top per- more most important people in the entire NFL. He's top five. Um, he's that team, and he's exactly. a leader. That team emotionally that team goes as he goes. We saw them being the best team in the entire NFL when he was right. And we see them being a middling team when he's not right. I don't think anyone besides he Aaron Rodgers, that's probably the list that well, have a I more um, – I, I would beg to differ that the Patriots swing without a healthy Brady as much as Carolina or – Well, yeah, they wouldn't be The hard. Packers they swing as – well, that's the swing. Like we're yeah. talking about when these people are healthy in their NFC championship game or the actual NBA, uh, NFL championship or a Super Bowl. Yeah. Versus uh-huh. Brady, we know how that goes. Like, we saw Jimmy G step in. Like, we know yeah, where that true. goes without Brady. So, like, I would argue those two Hoyer people now, to their corner. Whoever their backup is. I think it's Hoyer. Uh, who was who's the dude I just saw balling? Hey, man, give Stenum oh, yeah, the ball. Stenum, I give him Stenum. In two Stenum years, like, like uh, they're going to flip Stenum for a two or one. They're going to flip him for a two or one. Game yeah, they are. Two. He looked just like uh, Jacoby Brissett, basically. So, yeah. Exactly. So he's getting flipped. So, I, I mean, I see what the Patriots look like. So I can't say Brady's on the same. Yeah, This I team agree. goes as they go as Cam and Rodgers, for better or for worse. Maybe that's on the offensive coordinator and them stylistically on how they play football. But I know when they're right what that team looks like. So I think if Cam's right, that team looks like what we think it looks like when Cam's right. All right. So who is your breakout star for the Panthers? Uh, so I talked a little bit about their receivers. I think DJ Moore is a breakout star. I think we saw a lot from DJ Moore. Um, he was inconsistent, but I think we saw a lot of, like, just flash from him. Um, and I think we saw that worsen as Cam got healthy. Their receivers got down, but we saw DJ Moore getting open. We saw productivity from DJ Moore, and I think we'll see him more and more after Cam gets healthy. 
um, and he'll ultimately be the breakout star. For me, my breakout star, they drafted Brian Burns. Brian Burns was a top five player in the draft for me. I just love his bend. I love his explosiveness. I love his size. I don't think he really needs to work on his strength, but he's long enough, and I think he can make a big impact. And look, eight to ten sacks, I think he can have the same kind of impact that Chubb did last year for the Denver Broncos. Uh, and you said what their ceiling was. You think that they can win the division. Uh, I, I think their ceiling is to win the division. I think, like you said, when Cam gets on a roll, they're a different team. I think they could go 10 and 6, 11 and 5. And, but I think their floor, especially if Cam ends up not being healthy, is a crash at 5 and 11. How far do you think they can go past the division? And then tell me what you think their floor is. Yeah, I was about to say five wins. Um, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not naive. I'm not naive. I know what it looks like. They struggle. Cam's inconsistent. Cam has two nine of twenty-one games for 147 yards and 37 yards rushing. McCaffrey's upset. Receivers are upset. Defense is hurt. Keekly doesn't play. Um, they shut Cam down yeah, the last three games. I know what this looks. Like. Yeah, yeah, I know what this looks like. So I'm not naive to saying this can't crash down. Um, I just believe in that the, they're cyclical. Um, they, they, I think they did well by Cam last year um, to kind of chill with them, not run as much. Um, so I, that's how I feel. What about, and I, I wanted to make him my breakout candidate, but I said I'll include a rookie even though he was a high pick. I, I, I feel like they just haven't found a way to use Curtis Samuel. All right, this is all right. This gotta stop. I want the list of people that like Curtis Samuel that are like Curtis Samuel's pedigree that have had success in the NFL. All right, the part of the problem is a hybrid, yeah. So tell me his model besides Percy Harvin. Tell me the uh, people what, that look he, like him. Guys from Oregon, what is D'Angelo? The Anthony Thomas. The Anthony Thomas. But I know, I know. You're right. They are right. But so I feel like everyone thought, I mean, like, let's draft Percy Harvin because Percy Harvin popped off. But Percy Harvin is a freak of nature who is one of the greatest athletes to ever grace this planet and was great at basketball and football and can do anything he wants in life. Yeah. So don't tell me that he's the model. He is the ab- he's like an anomaly. You can't yeah. just keep drafting people thinking they're Percy Harvin. So when people say that a team's not using Curtis Stammer the way or whoever they pick that is similar – things that went to Ohio State or these, like, spread options, I say, show me the model of what he's supposed to look like. Because I've seen us rush – I've seen us do the same thing with Debo Samuel, like, from um, South Carolina, and I've seen other people think that they're going to be Percy Harvin. And Jalen Hurd. Caution, yeah. Stop doing this. Jalen Hurd. No, I think Jalen Hurd is actually the truth because he's a little I bigger. I think he's going to be good, too, actually, but that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't know the model for, like, what that looks like. I don't think it's like small quarterbacks, so – I would caution you to not say it's Carolina's fault and say it's a, a drafting thing and you need to stop thinking that these people are going to be Percy Harvin because there's no one like Percy Harvin. So that would be my thought. Stop drafting these dudes. They're not going to look like that. The NFL has not evolved. What's your straight prediction for their record? What do you think it will, it will actually be? I got 10 and 6 winning that division, maybe 11 and 5. 11 and 5, 10 and 6. Um, to be similar to another team, they're fighting nail and claw to win that division. Yeah, their, their schedule. You know, they're playing the NF, the AFC South this year. So you got, uh, of course, you got your games where you got a tough division. You got Atlanta at at uh, New Orleans. They play Jacksonville at home. They go to Houston. 
They go to San Francisco. They go to Green Bay. Obviously, they go to New Orleans. And they play Seattle. And they go to Indianapolis. It's tough. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I want to say 6-10, and 10, but I do have a – they are cyclical. I'm going to go 8-8 eight and because eight, that, that schedule is tough. And I just don't believe, and I don't think. No, I, I'm a. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you sway me. Six and ten. <laughs> six and ten. No, it ain't happening. How do you think they're gonna go six and ten? Why do you yeah. think? I'm confused. Because Cam is not gonna be right. If Cam can't zip the ball so think, in there, what, what if Cam's so arm think, is three fourths of what it is? That's not good. So you think it looks like last the end of last year? I mean, I, I mean, think they might have wrong. a five-game like, winning streak. They might have a five-game no, winning streak, and then it'll just all go downhill. I can see them starting four and two. Yeah, yeah, I think it could happen like last year, actually, yes. And Cam can't make it through the season anymore. Or his arm's not strong enough, and everybody figures it out, and he can't throw the ball in there as hard as he can and get the ball there after he throws it late. All we, the only thing you really can look at is if white Jesus, you know? Uh, if he get a 1,000 yards rushing, a 1,000 yards receiving. Yeah, I need it. you to stop this. I need you to stop this because white what? people are doing this. White people are doing what they do with Eminem with him, and it's upsetting me. So I need you to stop this. Eminem is one of the greatest lyricists of all time, man. He is, 100%. And White Jesus right. is one of the best all-perfect facts in the NFL. But I'm trying to sell a product, bro. I'm trying to sell a product. One of, one, one of takes, is different. If it takes white people catering act like, to White team, people act like he's – The problem is white people act like he's Saquon Barkley. And white people act like Eminem is Jay Z, and that's where I have pause. Yeah. I like them both. Somebody on the page, I but, thought somebody was joking. Somebody on the page really said he was better than Zeke. I was like, man, when I say white whoa, Jesus, whoa, I'm trying to be funny, whoa, man. They don't, whoa, whoa. They, they didn't but they don't understand they the play on words. Jesus wasn't white. They don't. They don't get that I'm kind. It's kind of like a backhand compliment. They missed that part. <laughs> they doubled down on it. They didn't just yeah, say it. They I were know. like, why? Why would I do that? Now why would I take him? Why would I take Zeke before him? And I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah. And I like Chris McCaffrey. I like the underdog, but that was before he actually was good last year. He's now, not the like, underdog. He was never he the fought. underdog. He he's never was. been the underdog in his life. He's never been the underdog in his life. His dad is Ed McCaffrey. And a white running is a back is an underdog. I don't care what you say. A white running back is an underdog, bro. I don't care who's not an underdog. His dad is NFL royalty. He's come from a rich family. He, he had an offer. He had an offer at every school in the entire nation. He's an athletic freak. He is not the underdog. He's underdog. He's had every resource available to him. But He's people, never been, like, picked over. No one's You know the resource he trash. didn't have available? Melanin. That's the resource. He don't, he don't <laughs> need it when his mama a track star and his daddy is the upper echelon. And every, and every college wanted him. And he got picked as a first-round pick. He was in the Heisman race. He's been on every cover. Every, he got ripped off. Every, like he, he got Ooh, every sort of idea. rip off. That man was tearing it up. No. Discrimination. I'm pretty I sure. Like, I think maybe Ingram. It might, I think it might have been Ingram. Henry. It might have been Henry. I don't know. Let me look. It won't. It won't somebody that ripped him off. I promise you that. No, nah, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't. He came on like at the end or something like that. I saw. I saw that man get 147 total yards in Kansas State, and then take a, a onside kick back, and everyone tried to say he had a good game. 
I had a <laughs> I saw that <laughs> Yeah, he didn't have a good game. He didn't have a good game. Let's see. Snub, baby. That's what the article is saying. Snub. Most all-purpose yards of all time. All right. So, honestly, y'all, the people say they're almost the purpose of all yards. But you saw Reggie Bush play. you um, telling me he could hold a candle. I, it was Derek Henry. Bush. But I was insulted. Like, you're doing too much. You compared to the Reggie Bush. It's, it's the white Reggie Bush. We could go with that. But I'm not going with uh <laughs> I'm not going to actual Reggie Bush. Uh, let's go to the last good team in this division, the, the best team in this division, New Orleans Saints. We all know how it ended with a controversial pass interference that ended up with a systematic league-wide rule change. The I believe they started like 11-0 again, and of course, like the Patriots, the Cowboys, my team, Sean's favoritism had to put them down. But after that Cowboy game, the Saints' offense was never the same. So do you see the Saints more as that team before the Cowboy game or more as that team after the Cowboy game this year? 100% after the Cowboy game. Let's keep it a buck. That team was a bunch of frogs last year. They have the home field advantage, so they'll go 6-2, and 7-1 and one at home field. But the Saints are not that great. I just want to be honest with you. Their defense is not as good as they think. They have to be up in order for their defense to truly be good. Um, they do have very skilled position players. I won't take that away from them. They have a veteran quarterback who understands how to play football. Um, but the Saints are a bunch of frauds, and they're going to be a bunch of frauds until Drew Brees retires. And they'll still oh, they'll last be accurately Why you hate on the Saints? You on that last well, year. Well, I hate on the Saints because I understand the anomaly. They're the Phoenix Suns of Dan Tony. They're the Houston Rockets with Dan Tony. Like, I understand what it looks like when a team has an inherent regular season advantage that doesn't translate to the playoffs. I get that. The Saints were lucky last year to get as far as they got. They got lucky. And they, they lost. lost and I guess, they lost yeah, exactly. They should have lost to Philly. They really should have. And then I guess they got unlucky to lose when they lost. But like, <laughs> they haven't. I Just mean, whatever. Guess. Like, well. You guess. I mean, I still don't think they were like. I don't still don't th- feel like they were outplayed them. I guess, like, well, I guess not. it all. Like, they it's very not. easy to say that call like ruined the game, but I can count two other calls that I was mad at at the beginning of the game, like that I thought went against them. So it's very easy to just point to the call at the end of the game. But like, if you put it all in a pot, you go, all right, they got screwed two plays earlier with this game. It would have been a one possession game if they did not call that pass interference call and then the Rams had to punt instead of getting a field goal or a touchdown. So, I mean, we can do that end of the game stuff because that's like the trendy thing to do. But at the end of the day, I thought like more calls went against the Rams than them. But I will say that the Saints just, they have this inherent advantage that like people get confused about. And then if you look at them on the road, I think being on the road is the mark of when real, true teams shine in the NFL, and those are the teams that really win the Super Bowl. Um, if you look back at the last 10 teams and how they play on the road, not not if they win or lose, but how they play. Like, you see the Saints on the road, and they were losing to the Browns, or they would get blown out. Like, yeah. you can't just have that big a difference for who you are home and away and think, I'm going to think you're a serious team. So that's my biggest problem with the with the Saints is the difference of them home and away and how that translates. All right, for my breakup stars, I want Sheldon Rankin so bad. I'm so high on him, but obviously he got hurt. I believe that game against the Rams, he got hurt. 
And so who knows when he's going to come back, if he comes back at all. So I went with Marcus Davenport, who they shows a lot of potential, even though I don't necessarily believe in him. But if I had to pick somebody, I'd pick him. Or Eli Apple, maybe he continues to improve, who I also don't believe in. But for some reason, when he's around his Ohio State buddies, he plays a little bit better. It's a trash list. Eli Apple can get burnt. Um, <laughs> their corners are very important to them. Um, and true Corey fashion, I like I like uh, Taquan Smith. Ain't that his name? Taquan Ta- Smith. It's not like Nate. The, the quarterback like that, that does everything? No, that's Hill. Oh, I don't know who take who's take on Smith. The receiver. Oh, oh yeah, I know, yeah, I know talking about. Eh. What do you mean? That's who they need. They got a tight end as their most prized possession. Who they just gave two hundred million dollars. You don't think they need somebody to stretch the field? <laughs> He's called like a Thomas tight end. <laughs> you you right. That's disrespectful to Travis Kelsey, who actually go deeper on row. <laughs> That's really disrespectful to Michael Thomas, man. That man is good. I'm I mean, a, he's not. Uh, who who averages more yards per catch? Travis Kelsey. Pick the pick the person who's less. I've never even looked this up. Travis Kelsey, um, Kettle, or Michael Thomas? I I'm, I'm guessing. You tell me. <laughs> I'm guessing Michael Thomas. He's definitely a glorified. I literally possession. haven't looked it up. Somebody look it but up. Every tight end. He, he had like 145 targets, 125 catches, but averaged 11.2. So Michael Thomas averaged 11.2 reception. George Kittle, 15.6. I know Kelsey's like 14. I know Kelsey is not gonna be. It's gonna be higher. Yeah, 13. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go down the field, man. I'm just saying these are tight. No, but Kettle didn't even go down the field. He just broke them. He runs people over. Them. Yeah, he runs people or over. Or run past them. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, man. Hey, he, he, he'll go or find tight end, man. He gets it done, man. Except for in the championship game. So, yes, I do <laughs> think someone that can actually stretch the field, despite Drew Brees not really being able to throw to him, somebody can take one 90 from 10, like it's very important to them. So I'm gonna I'm going to rock with him. So the ceiling to me, obviously, this team can win the Super Bowl. I know you don't believe it, but I think this team can be a Super Bowl contender. They can be, where did they go last year? 13-3, 12-4, That's what I think. They could be on one of those missions where they blow everybody else out, but I think you're right. They are not a good enough road team to go. I mean, 13-3 is impressive, but they're not a good enough road team to go 14-2, uh, 15-1. I have zero confidence in that team winning the Super Bowl. Call me biased, but I don't have an inherent state bias. It's not like this comes from a place where they have a white receiver or a white court, uh, running back where I just hate on them. I love Kamara, I, and I like Sean Payton a lot, and I like Drew Brees. So um, I just can't deal with teams that I know are regular season teams, and I know a regular season team when I see it. So I think I think 12-4 is, is fair, uh, but I don't. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl. I see them similar, um, fighting for the division, winning one game, and losing. And that's he's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And that division in particular is very tough. And and the Bucks, as we'll come to in a little bit, might not be the easy out that they have been in the past because they got my boy Tango Ahead, Bruce Arians. 
But uh, so then the floor, uh, you know, uh, your floor will be lower than mine. But what do you think their floor is? They can definitely go eight and eight or seven and nine. And everyone start like let's not act like this team is too different from everyone saying Sean Payton is going to take another job. We're going to trade him for draft pick, and Drew Brees needs to retire. What are we two years away? Two years removed from that? Yeah, yeah, it was it was happening. And they got Kamara, and they got a really good rookie class. They got the and they uh, got Michael Thomas, and they got the cornerback. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So they got all those people. But like, do three people really change that? One of them can't get hurt, and we say the exact same thing. Like they're young. It's time to move on from Breeze. It's time to trade Sean Payton. We have these young people. We need to move to the future with it. Like they're one injury away from that. They're one bad season away from us having the exact same conversation. So I think eight and eight, worst case scenario. I said maybe nine and seven, worst case scenario. Again, that division is playing the NFC. I mean, playing the AFC South. But they also they have Dallas coming to the dome. They go to the Rams. So let's look, just look at their beginning of their schedule. Houston, Monday night, September 9th, at the Rams, at Seattle, at Dallas. That's one, two, three, first four weeks. They go in October, they go at Jacksonville, at Chicago, back-to-back. Of course, they got to go to Atlanta. And, they play the, and then they play the Colts. They're in the dome against the Colts. They even go to Tennessee. So it's not, again, it's the AFC South. They're playing the AFC South team. And they gave us the sexy matchups with the Rams and the Cowboys that are rematches. So it, it's not going to be easy. I think prediction-wise, I think we got a 12-4 team. I think you get at least to the champ, back to the championship game. I don't know if we have a devastating loss, but I'm leaning towards them being my Super Bowl pick. But I still need to look at it a little bit. What about you for Ew, your official? Why you, can you tell me why you keep naming the Cowboys? Like as someone like huh? you're like oh this is a mark on the season huh huh what you said you, you the Cowboys, the Cowboys like you know the Cowboys exposed them as they say in ESPN okay. parlance right. they gave the blueprint right. okay I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> listening I I can't brag on them when they actually do something no you the can't talk to me about what happened you can't talk to me about what happened on a Thursday night on the road. Well, the team looked like shit after they played the Cowboys. Well, guess what happens after you go on a Thursday night game? Why do you think there's a gambling trend that goes better than the team that plays on a Thursday night? What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We look good. We beat them. You telling me you telling me you want to you telling me nine twenty nine eight twenty p.m. on an NFL Sunday night game you want to bet on the Cowboys at the thing? That's what you telling me. Look, that's gonna be a tough game for them. After that, they lost to us thirteen to ten. We we beat them thirteen to ten. They won their next three games on Thursday night. On Thursday night, they won the next three games. Carolina. Actually, they won the next twice. three games. They won the next three games. You said they won the next three games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I'm getting a little older. Sometimes, whatever. We no, that, that was a stupid narrative. That was a stupid narrative. They played a Thursday night game. That's what happened. <laughs> whatever. I'm taking that. I don't care. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'll take it. Okay. I, I'll tell you the hard games they got. They got a hard game against the Texans, at the Rams, at the Seahawks, 
at the Jaguars, at the Bears. Like, these are hard games, right? They play us, too. Shoot. They're going to kill us. Cause it's they be play y'all at home. That's a Virginia, W. Yeah. They play y'all at home at night. That is circled as a W. No one is beating them at home at night. Certainly not the Cowboys without Zeke, because that's like it's game two. Sunday night game, too. Sunday <laughs> night game. That's literally <laughs> Zeke playing. Yeah, that's like Stop. game two. Stop playing. Zeke's playing what? He won't be there that game. That's like game it two. Like he, game won't game there. There. he won't be there. He won't be there. Chill out. All right, let's get to our last. Last team here. Surprising. A sleeper, deep sleeper, but I believe Bruce Aarons is a top five coach in the NFL. Obviously, last year, they fired, what, Dirk Carter got fired. He's somebody's offense coordinator. I don't remember who. My 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 biggest misgiving is that Brian Leftwich, who I have no confidence in, is the offense coordinator. But obviously, this is Jameis' make-break year. Year five, they uh, exercised the fifth-year option. Paying him $20 million. This is make or break. We got Bruce Arians. What do you think of this team? <laughs> so I'm trying to separate my emotion from what I actually think is going to happen. And you know I love I, – I, like, fundamentally believe Jameis should be able to be a good quarterback. But, oh – 2001 all Madden all streaks Bruce Aaron <laughs> who doesn't who believes in making four receivers go deep every play and ruin Carson Palmer's career. Mitch oh, he Davis gave Carson Palmer's best career year, man. Then after that, yeah, Carson pulled anyway. He's like a running back. Mitch was, no, so I just want to know how a guy that only believes in stretching the hill vertically. Mixed with a dude who don't believe in checking down and forcing every play could possibly mix together to equal the best year of this man's career. Maybe, like, they are. And maybe Jameis's arm and, like, the fact that he's a vertical dude and wants to make every play, they mix so perfectly it's great. Maybe, maybe it works out. Maybe it does. But this looks like a recipe disaster and Jameis <laughs> being out of the league in two Bruce, years. Man. When he was winning, you never believed. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, all at the time had career years of Bruce. So he is doing something that a Peyton Manning one might be a lie, but I'm just going to assume because my prep that I just know he coached Peyton Manning. That might be a lie. But the other three had career years at the time that they played when Bruce Arians was their offensive coordinator. He knows something. The man is very smart. He just went overboard a little bit in the Cardinals. And honestly, the one year where Carson was good, it was just a numbers game. The next year that he played, they were going deep so much turnovers happened because it's a numbers game. You can't throw deep the whole time and not have turnovers eventually. Maybe this is the lucky year for Jameis and the dice. You know, he won't he won't roll won't won't roll crash. That's hard to say. Um. How many years can we call him a sleeper pick? I thought Dirk was supposed to be the one to fix him. No, Dirk man, I never seen that. Guy. Now, I didn't no, believe Dirk in that. Dirk didn't, Dirk didn't have a People good track record. Did, but not me. Because I know James is trash. There's only Dirk, one man Dirk that Cutter did, Dirk Cutter didn't have a good track record, though, is what I'm hearing. He didn't have yeah. a good track record of quarterbacks before. Isn't that why they hired him? Bruce Arians has coached Legends and has been a successful head coach twice. Come on now. They gave Cancer Boy the job back because they felt sorry for him. He should be coaching the Colts right now. He would have got fired from that, too. He would have got fired from that, too. He would have got fired. He would have got fired. He would have got fired. 
Can we talk about the fact that you want to hate on Bruce Arians? But they got a whole front office of drunks in Arizona. Another guy from the front office just got a DUI. Steve Kern got a, a, a DUI last year, the general manager. When you can overcome a quarterback that wants to quit every time he throws an interception and a whole bunch of drunks and a 40-year-old slot receiver, wide receiver is your best guy, you can coach. Heck no. They're, they're the Card- You're telling me the, the talent on the Cardinals? The Cardinals had as much talent as the Seahawks. They, they was drunk picking yeah. right. They was like my dude. What's the dude's name from the Redskins? Steve. Yeah. yeah, the defense was And good. sometimes, sometimes Drayton is the right answer. Them boys were picking some people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott McClellan. <laughs> if you can do yeah, it, if you can pull it off, you can be a functional drink, drunk. You can pull it off. They found and David did. Johnson. We we met at the talent on the Cardinals. I can't, I can't, I can't agree I with that. I just said that the organization is being run by alcoholics. Ty Bowles is oh, okay. defense, so we should see some creative schemes. Uh, if you're going to go breakout stars, it was hard other than Devin White, but Devin White's obvious. If you don't know who Devin White is, you don't follow football. But so I went out on a limb. I liked him come out of college. I have no idea why this man only had uh, – how many yards did this man have? This man had 44 yards for the whole season. <laughs> Ronald Jones, and he wasn't that injured. But Ronald Jones got to do better. He got to do better. He can play, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if he can play. I love USC players, man. I've been, you know, I've been saying to Juju. I love Marquise Lee. Like I think he gonna still pop. And I love, I love. I'm a sucker for Oklahoma receivers and USC skill position players. But he can't play, man. Like it ain't hard for enough for a running back to get off. You should need too much. <laughs> Godwin would be a good pick too, but I didn't know who you picked. Who's your breakout? I forgot they got Godwin. Godwin is my pick. <laughs> you know I pick receivers. You have a clear thing. Second year receivers get off. That's how it works. Um, so hum- so Humphreys left. They're gonna need. He was on the outside. Deshaun Jackson and Humphreys left. Like. They're going to double-team Mike Evans, and Jameis will force balls in. So, like, uh, that's what I'm feeling. That, that that he will. That he will. Hey, so the ceiling, I mean, I feel like they need a miracle <laughs> to make the playoffs. They won five games last year. Uh, you know, they're, they're dealing with that same tough schedule, too. Uh, not as bad, but they go to the Rams. They go, of course, they play New Orleans. They're at Tennessee, at Seattle, at Jacksonville. So, you know, it's not – they didn't slip in those crazy games. But I, I I don't know. What do you think the ceiling is? I could see a, a scenario where they go 9-7, 10-6. I, I mean, if we're talking ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, it's a lot. 10-6. I, I mean, they have the talent to go 10-6, don't they? If Drew Brees gets hurt, I mean, that's, that, I think that's still 8 and 8. I don't know. I don't like the defense that much. Uh, JPP always getting hurt for some kind of tragic accident. He got in a car accident. Uh, out of defense, they're not going to run the cover, too. But then they have Vita Vea, and he's got hurt. So, like, uh, the secondary is not good. Your boy Hargreaves is trash. Like, isn't Hargreaves the one that's trash? Yes, he is. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm giving up on predicting corners because it's, <laughs> it's tough. Not, it's tough, man. 
It's really tough. That he was so good in college, man. <laughs> like that. Well, like I gotta stop. I, like I mean, I'm like yo, we need next year. The offense they had a good the NFL. The offense still me, put up. There's turnovers and a bad who cares about, bad Who cares about yards, bro? What are yards? Who cares about <laughs> yards? They move the ball. It could be worse. Yeah. When you're down 20, it's easy to move the ball. That's probably true, too. Fitz was balling. I don't know what you're talking about. Fitz was balling the first three games, whatever. He's doing his thing. But, yeah, I see eight. Now, now I don't I don't see. I, I see six and ten talent, honestly. You get a couple of breaks. <laughs> I, see six I don't think. No, nah, not talent wise. I think that I think that team is talented. I just like I just don't. I guess it's honestly like at the end of the day, NFL is about what you feel about the quarterback. That's tough. Well, if you, if you it is, but if you believe in Jameis and you believe in Bruce, then you think that's a nine win team. No, I don't. I, I believe that Bruce can take a five win. I believe Bruce is worth three to four wins. There you go, eight and eight. That's the ceiling. What's the floor? So you don't. <laughs> The floor is three wins. Yeah, it, it, I, I agree. Four wins. I, I believe in Bruce, so four wins. But uh, no. I, I'm going to be honest. I, all right, if you told me, here's a million dollars. You get a million dollars back for this bet. Pick one. Tampa Bay to win eight games or Bruce Aaron to coach 16 games. And I would wow. Wow, I would go Tampa Bay. I can see him. I can see him punting, bro. I can see them being three and ten. Him like I'm tired. I don't need this. Why? Why would this be the team that he came back for? I don't understand. If he's gonna come back, like why? Why this is the only opening? Like this is not where you would go. I mean, I guess they have. I mean, you, you think that you think they line you think they line up around the corner to get this man offensive coordinator? I mean, to give this man actual head coaching job? He could. Well, he could have waited one more year, maybe. No, no, no. The path for someone like him is to come back as an offensive coordinator, win, then get back. He don't just get to go back to head coaching. That's not how that works. Yeah. Just in that way he acts, he indignant as hell. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a little black. That. He got a little blackness in him too. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely does. The Kango hat. He's very defiant. He don't care. And so, yeah, that's not somebody you begging to give a job to. So your official prediction for them would be what? I say six and ten. Uh, I'll go seven and nine, eight and eight. So seven and nine. So you have... I don't think that division. Yeah, I don't think that division is going to be wide open like it's been, where team there's teams at the bottom. I think everyone's going to be a little more crowded. So you have Carolina. So what's your order for the division? Carolina, ten and six. Saints, ten and six. Um, Carolina gets the tiebreaker. Atlanta Falcons, um, nine and seven. Carolina Panthers. I mean, sorry, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six and ten. So you have two or three coming out of there. Atlanta's on your bubble. Two, two. Yeah. I got two from there and two from the NFC West. So I would have Saints twelve and four. Uh, ten and six for the Falcons. Uh, who did I say next? I guess that'd be Carolina, seven and nine, eight and eight. Carolina eight and eight, and what's Jig six and ten? Tampa Bay six and ten. All right, we, we, this gives a good warm up. This is a good warm up for the uh the, the weekly show. We'll get one for the weekly show. You got any parting thoughts? <laughs> Don't say free AB. Get free AB's helmet. 
You got a free AB. You think it matters a man because he won his money? He got free his money. AB. He, he messed with his own money. Jesus, poor AB. Poor, poor. How do y'all poor. think? I mean, hey, all right, all right, all right. Let me, let me, let me keep it. Let me go back to AI. Did AB tell you that? Because <laughs> everything I know about AB, that man speak his mind. If he want to say something, he say something. Did he tell you he leaving a thirty mil on the table? He could do a thirty mil. He would do a Facetime live and Instagram live and tell you that he's gonna do it. You probably right. That's all I'm saying. When he wanted to get out of Pittsburgh, what he do? He said, "I don't need football. I'll quit." <laughs> I don't need to. He went on a tour in a spree. When AB tell me he's leaving the thirty mil on the table, I don't believe him. I <laughs> All right. Thank you, brother. That was our what, what, what difference did we do? Different division did we just do? NFC South preview again. This is the IB network. Rate. Subscribe in the words of Bamani Jones. I can't talk at the end of the podcast. In the words of Bamani Jones, please give us five stars or I will be inclined to believe that you are a hater. Until next time, this has been Ronnie Carlton, RC Carlton for IB Sports. Have a good one.